This is Vincent Buddha, aka Buddha, and this is episode 19. And we have a really awesome one for you. We have someone that was there at the beginning and then left after. He didn't leave, he pretty much graduated just about. And so he was my first RA, resident assistant, on 24 Down. And you're going to hear from him today, his point of view. It's going to be really awesome. And I'm just proud to say that we have him on the podcast today. Uh, just, you know, everyone just welcome Daryl Eldridge. Hey, Daryl, how you doing? Great. How's it going, man? This is awesome. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome, man. So I'm, I'm really excited to have you on today. And um, we're, we're going to start with you. We just want to give you, we, we, we want to give you the floor to kind of give us an update on um, just you after Valley Forge. We'll get into you during Valley Forge in the question time and everything. And we'll even kind of explain what 24 Down became after that first year and what it was before as well, because you were there, you know, four years, pri- uh, three years prior to us. But yeah, so I'm going to give you the floor. Give us an update. Tell us who you are. There's a lot of people that don't know who you are because they came after you, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Hey man, I think it's interesting because uh, I see Vincent and I see other people from Valley Forge on Facebook all the time. And it's almost like, you know, what's going on in their lives. Like I know you have kids and like you have these great looking kids and like the curly hair. I love the kids and the curly hair and you're going, you're doing the weight loss thing and you're a pastor. And it's like, oh man, I know these guys. And then I just come on with you today and I'm like, I haven't talked to you in 14 years. Like that is for real. Like that's crazy. So I apologize for that. But there's probably a lot of people at uh, Valley Forge that haven't talked to each other in a long time. So I really appreciate this and connecting me in this. This is awesome. So, but yeah, so a little bit about me after Valley Forge. Um, I, I had, uh, kind of trying to, I, when I, I, well, first off, I was a, an elementary education major. And when I left Valley Forge, I really didn't know kind of what to do. Um, I was there for, um, one more semester after I was an RA and I actually lived off campus with Dan DeRosiers 
and I was um, I was doing my student teaching that semester, and I was barely on campus, and I was kind of like debating, like, what in the world do I do? Should I go back home? I grew up in Michigan, or should I go? Um, should I go uh, stay here? Well, some people just stayed at Phoenixville for like years. I don't know what they did, but they just stayed there. So I was like, what should I do? What should I do? And I remember I went to chapel one day. Um, I wasn't going to chapel much then because I was student teaching, but I went to chapel one day and the guy was talking about, um, it was a weird verse. It was in the Bible. He was talking about where Jesus uh, helps a demon possessed guy when he was in uh, going out and he helps this demon possessed guy. And the guy was like, let me come with you, Jesus. And Jesus said, no, no, I want you to go home and tell your family what I've done for you. And I was like, oh, like that just hit me like really deep. And I was like, I should, I need to go home. I need to go home and be with my family. And I got to go home right after Valley Forge. I really struggled to um, get a position uh, as a teacher when I went back home, but I did have some great opportunities to really connect with my family. I helped my brother. He was like on drugs and uh, living in his car for a while and stuff. And I helped him get into a, like a Christian rehab center and just God used me when I went home. But um, so the real story though is, I ended up, um, I was friends with a girl from Valley Forge. Shelly Baker was her name. She was a twin. She was older than you. You, pro you may not even know her. Um, she was my age. And we were friends like the entire time through Valley Forge. And uh, even on the day of graduation, I, we were like together and uh, we never dated, but we had like a, a really good friendship. But that day we decided, it was funny because we decided we wanted to pursue something maybe like in the future. And then a week after I, uh, we said that, I ended up meeting some other girl and dating some other girl. <laughs> so it was really rude and stupid of me, but that's what happened. Anyway, a couple months later, we ended up getting together, and uh, we only dated for about two months, which was crazy. And uh, I lived in Michigan. She lived in Virginia. We ended up getting engaged, and she said, hey, man, I know you can't find a position, teaching position in Michigan. Just move out here. And so I packed my bags and I moved out to Virginia and uh, I got a job teaching in the elementary school. Um, like my first interview is crazy because in Michigan, no one could get a teaching position. Like they were like sending teachers away and letting them go. Like it was terrible. And I go to Virginia and they were hiring 800 teachers and I work in Loudoun County and they hired 800 teachers that year. I just couldn't believe it. And so I've actually been there for 14 years. This is my 14th year teaching. I taught third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade is where I am now. And uh, so we got married. Uh, we ended up having a daughter um, about two years in. She's 11 now. Crazy. She's a cheerleader in middle school. God help me. And uh, we have a son. He's eight, uh, third grade. And uh, just great, great kids. Love him to death. Um, so we got, uh, we, we both teach and we, um, so we did youth ministry for a little bit, um, for about a year and a half, we did youth ministry in Virginia. And then after being in Virginia for about four years, we decided to, uh, it was too expensive. I don't know if you know Loudoun County, it's like the most expensive, one of the most expensive places in the country to live. And so we decided we would move to West Virginia. So we live in the wonderful state, wonderful and wild state of West Virginia, and uh, we live in the Panhandle, so I actually commute to Virginia. It's about an hour drive uh, to go to work every day, but it's, it's great. I make good money there as a teacher and then drive an hour, and, and it's better um, to live out here. And uh, so we've, uh, the cool thing about being teachers is we get the summers off. That's one of the, the blessings of being a school teacher. And uh, so a few years ago, about six years ago, my wife 
decided, Shelly, she decided she was going to take a team um, to Costa Rica, a missions team. And so she took like 38 people or something. It was something ridiculous. And they went to Costa Rica for a week and did ministry. And she like made a, some great connections down there. And I stayed home with the kids and um, helped with them. She's definitely a strong, strong leader in, in that sense and administrator. And um, she was great at leading a team. And then we decided the year after that we were going to go together as a family. And so we went down to Costa Rica for five weeks, the whole family. And we had like three teams come out and do ministry with us. We were like, almost like feeling like we were like the local people there and helping and people were coming into us and we were doing ministry. And we've done that now for like five years. We had to take the year off last year because of the coronavirus, but kind of that's what we found like our kind of our niche in ministry, which was kind of cool. Um, and we're still trying to pursue that. In fact, if anyone wants to go to Costa Rica, you know, if you want to do ministry, let me know. So that's what we've been doing. We live in West Virginia because uh, of the coronavirus right now. I'm teaching from home. I actually sit in front of this computer and teach for six hours a day every day right now. So that's that's what's going on. You know, that's the medium version because you said you didn't want the super long version. So, yeah. Awesome, man. That's that's some really good stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, man, you're a teacher, and your wife is also teaching as well? Yeah, she taught pre-K, actually, for about six years, and now she's teaching computers, so she's the computer teacher at her school, which is pretty cool. That's yeah. cool. Same school or different school? No, no, no. She teaches out here in um, in West Virginia, and uh, yeah. she, goes, she actually teaches at my son's school because uh, we couldn't both be away, you know, in Virginia teaching when um, the kids are out here. So she teaches here. She's hoping when the kids get a little bit older and can stay home by themselves and stuff and get off the bus, then she's going to come out to Virginia because you make more money in Virginia. Almost everyone that lives around here works in Virginia or Maryland and lives in West Virginia where it's cheaper. So. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So, how how is how is like Michigan and West Virginia different? Virginia, West Virginia, from Michigan. Uh, so different in in what way? Like, what do you? Like, uh, I mean, you grew up in Michigan. Like, um, what are some differences? Oh yeah, yeah. So Michigan is definitely Midwest, like I, uh, Midwest kind of friendly. Um. I don't know. Uh, we say words weird and people make fun of us. Uh, I, I add S's on the end of words. Like I go to Walmarts and I have, I go to my father worked at Ford's motor company and people are like, what are you talking about? That's doesn't make sense. And we call it pop. So that's weird. <laughs> but uh, West Virginia, I love West Virginia. It, Michigan is super flat. It's like the flattest place besides maybe like uh I don't know, but uh, West Virginia is beautiful hills, mountains. We just get made fun of, you know, the, uh, every, we marry our cousins and stuff and weird stuff like that. But uh, you got the one thing I love about West Virginia, any gathering you go to, it doesn't matter. They're going to bust out in West Virginia, like that country song, like everyone just sings it and belts it out at the top of their lungs. It's like the funniest thing, but everyone like loves being in West Virginia. So we've been actually been here 11 years, I think now. So it's been, uh, we're really West Virginians now, I guess. That's cool. Is your, is your uh, wife, I don't know why I think this, but is she, is she Irish? No, she's a twin oh, though. She's, she's Italian. She's a twin. Her, her twin oh, okay. sister graduated from Valley Forge too, Carrie Baker. Yep. 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 So I don't, she may have even graduated the year before you came. So you may not even have ever met her. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, man. Uh, you were talking about girls like towards the end of your Valley Forge, you know, experience. I remember there was a story with oh, you gosh. and Frank Honus. Uh, Frank was our life group leader and the life group position became uh, the ARA. I don't know if you know that the assistant resident assistant really okay. weird name. I heard that Mark Telesha was, was behind the whole thing uh, to change it, but uh, we stopped having a life group leader after that. But we did have a life group leader. It, he was the spiritual leader on the floor pretty uh -huh, much. I think uh -huh. what it was. Uh, with small groups, we would have small groups and prayer and stuff. And it was a cool thing. I, I actually missed that in my second, third, and fourth mm -hmm. year. I, I actually liked yeah. it. Um, but uh, you guys had a story about a girl that you were fighting over and then you guys didn't like each other. Then you guys became good friends. What was that story? You remember that story? We were fighting over? Really? I don't remember That's, that. Ah. I remember that coming up in like a devotion one time. Oh, and then God. pretty much the whole, the lesson of the story was, you know, don't, you know, bros before girls, I'll say, I guess. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? And, um, and pretty much you guys became like really good friends after that. But maybe it was Oh, that's like funny. I don't remember that. That's yeah, funny because yeah. I was just, I was busting uh, on Frank tonight because I haven't talked to him in a while. And I was texting him tonight saying I was going on here. And he's like, I don't remember anything from that year. And I was telling him stories. And he's like, I don't remember that happening. And, and now here I am. I don't remember that. <laughs> that's funny. Um, a funny story though is uh, my wife now, who was just my friend at the time at Valley Forge, um, when I was 24 down, there was a friend of hers that kind of knew like we were friends and kind of liked each other a little bit. She bet her $5 that she wouldn't come and kiss me. And so one day she calls me on the phone and says, come out on 20 of 24 down and just stand on the steps. And I'm like, why why what's going on she's like just do it just do it and she comes over and she like gives me a kiss and then runs off <laughs> wow that's but funny that is not the same thing for, i don't think frank had a thing for her so i don't know what the story is i'd like yeah. i don't and frank must not remember it either because he doesn't remember anything about 24 downs and like i was saying before we, we may have to get frank on so we can hear this i know that's funny yeah man and frank is funny because i was sharing something like really like 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 a secret to him one time right because he was the spiritual guy of the floor right uh -huh. and uh you know it was something about my girlfriend at the time and everything and he was like yo man you just gotta you just gotta leave her he just kind of leave if <laughs> you living in sin that's, sorry that's my bird but you can't be living in sin and all this stuff right i'm like and then after that i kind of like never talked to him about anything like that because i'm like yo help me through this problem don't just tell me you know to leave my girlfriend and now the girlfriend that I had back then that he told me to leave is my wife today. So oh my gosh, things were Frank. Out. Things Frank, out. Yeah. if you would have took your advice, man, you'd like be living in a garbage can right now. Like no wife, nothing, man. Oh man, that's the Valley Frank. Forge. Exactly. Very Valley Forge was very very conservative when we were there. Uh, you oh know, yes, yeah. It has changed, I think, over the years. And right now, Don Meyer's not there. Um, mm -hmm. And we have, I, I think, like a, a Korean president, which is pretty cool, you know, yeah, a, yeah. a Korean American president. And so, um, you know, things have changed and now you can wear shirts with a logo on it and stuff. Remember, we couldn't wear those. And yeah. yeah. And the crazy thing is when I was there, I know it was a little bit stricter even than for you. And I would hear stories about back in the day where you were not even allowed to leave campus in the same vehicle as a girl. Like if you did, you could be written up like. I mean, there, it was way stricter back in the day, even 
before we came. Like we were allowed to have open dorm nights. I think it was, was it once a month or once a week where girls could come in and like hang out like that never happened before that. And rated yeah. R movies, like you weren't allowed to watch rated R movies. I think that changed right after you guys came and yeah. the whole Passion of the Christ came out and that was like the big deal. Like no one can watch the Passion of the Christ because it's rated R. <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. uh yeah man and even we had we had we had a curfew it wasn't just quiet hours it, it was a yep. it was an 11 o'clock curfew or one i think it was one i'm not 100 yeah. percent. i feel like it was one but and it's funny because i was thinking back to my ra days and i don't recall ever writing someone up for anything maybe i did but i don't remember i think people did break the rules and i would just be like hey man you need to shape up but i don't recall Cause my wife says she got wrote up all the time. And I'm like, I don't think I ever wrote anyone up. Maybe I did. Maybe people were like, I hate Daryl. He wrote me up for everything, but this is, I don't this is, yeah. And, and, you know, um, th this is my kind of uh, remembrance uh, memory of you as the RA. You were, you were a nice guy. However, you were a senior. So you were trying to graduate. So yeah. you had work to do. So you were doing your work and you were trying to graduate. I remember yeah. that. And, and so, you know, even though you were the RA and you took care of things on the floor, you didn't like really nitpick at things. And like you said, like you would probably be, you know, either hanging out or either um, sleeping by the time 1 a.m. came around. So yeah. you, know, you guys, you I honestly, care. yeah, you guys could have came in and gone and one, I probably wouldn't have known. So yeah, yeah. yeah. That, and I know we're going to talk about this, but that was probably one of the most stressful years I had at college because I was RA. I was in charge of 3D that year. I was like doing ministry and leaving on some weekends and like planning. And I was also working 20 to 30 hours a week at Bertolini's in, in King of Prussia and, and also doing schoolwork. Like I, I, in fact, I'll, I'll talk about it later, but I wasn't even allowed, technically I wasn't allowed to be an RA because you couldn't, you weren't supposed to be on a ministry team and be an RA. And I, they let me slip through and, um, it was very stressful. So yeah, I didn't, I, I mean, I did what I did a lot with the guys and hung out, but I feel like I wasn't there for a lot and I actually got in trouble sometimes because I wasn't there and stuff. So yeah, but I kind of remember that now, like, uh, like, uh, Mark would come by and be like, Hey, where's Daryl? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. We didn't see him all day and stuff. And I remember you going to Bertolini's. I remember, yeah. you know, you being all dressed for that and stuff. I, I, but you know what? I'm going to go spiritual here and I'm going to say, I think it was all for a reason. The reason being that you weren't there um, and you were so busy and that was good for us that we can have fun and we get, got to know each other so well. And it started pretty much like the 24 down legacy, like we like to talk about. And uh, the crazy thing is Mark Telesha either a year ago or a couple years ago, went back to 24 and um, he went inside and said, Hey, I used to be the R RD here. And he's like, Oh yeah. Yeah, did you know this guy and that guy? They started naming some of us. Oh so wow! From like ten years story. ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, man. Um, you, you fifth grade. You teach fifth grade now. I actually yeah, fifth grade. Fifth, yeah. What's that? I taught fifth, fifth grades. I was a teacher for about four years. Um, my church had a. Uh, I had a school at the time and I taught fifth grade. I wasn't like a certified teacher like you and everything, but I taught it. And fifth grade is kind of, you know, that's when they're coming into their, you know, pu pubescent days. And uh -huh. everything. I know. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. So, so how, how is, how are your fifth graders? How has fifth grade been? I know you said you taught third and fourth as well. 
Yeah. So as a teacher, man, I definitely would not want to teach the little ones like kindergarten. Like I just went to a new school this year and I'm, this is my first year in fifth grade at this new school. And I was like, I don't, cause he, cause of the distance learning, the principal's like, we may have to move people around. I was like, do not put me in like kindergarten or first grade. Cause I may quit if that happens. Like I cannot handle that. And people always ask like, cause most of the male teachers are like middle or high school. In fact, there's only like three male teachers at my school. And then the last school I was at, we had like 50 teachers and I was the only male teacher in the whole school. So it's not very uh, common for men to be teaching elementary school, but I, I can't handle middle school either. Like that age where they're transitioning into being high school kids and older, like that puberty stage, man. And the funny thing I was thinking about being an R. Uh, remembering being an RA of 24 down that first year, that was like being in charge of middle schoolers for the most yeah. part. So, yeah, yeah. Listen, so that's and, and, maybe that's why I don't want to be a middle school teacher because of you guys. You guys exactly. forced me to to stay in fifth, fifth, fourth, or third grade. Exactly, man. And I don't take any offense to that. And like I told <laughs> you, you got to be honest, man. And yeah. we actually take that as like just you know something to be proud of, man. <laughs> because we're we're like even though we have our professional lives and we have our families, a lot of us have kids and stuff like you do. Like yeah. we still are a little immature here and there with us. Uh, w with each other and we have a group chat going and and it's 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 pretty cool though <laughs> it's all good man it was fun I mean I love that even though it was stressful I love that year it was it was fun I have some fun memories from it even if Frank Honus doesn't remember I still do so. well, I think maybe the stress actually forced like the memories to stick in my head better or something but maybe yeah. maybe but Frank, I remember one thing from Frank. Actually, I didn't bring it up. Uh, remember Tim Serajan? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So Tim actually brought it up. He was on the podcast a couple of days ago, last week. Um, and so he brought up one time or maybe two times where we would have, you know, these floor meetings, right? Um, and then it was like you talked and then you were like, okay, Frank has to say something. And he would be like, you know, guys, when I go in the bathroom and I see the <laughs> literal freaking crap in the toilets i get so sick you guys need to flush the toilets he would go on and be like and pee inside the toilet <laughs> this is this is pretty much a freshman dorm you know we're oh yeah oh yeah we're pretty much still like teenagers so it's our first time away from our parents oh yeah yeah, yeah. So that's why, you know, people are leaving dumps in there and pee. Oh, yeah. The thing that drove me nuts is when I would go use the sink and people would shave and then there would just be the hair left over there. And I'm like, come on, really? You can't just swish it around and get the hair out, guys? Come on. Exactly. But yeah, oh, that yeah. bathroom. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That, pool, that was, I think there was just one. Was, was there more than one or was there just okay. the one bathroom at the end of the hall? So there was three. So there was one oh, close okay. to you, and I, I kind of lived close to you as well. That that was the one we used. And then there was one um, in the middle of the hallway, and then one right after that. But that was like a old World War II um, like bathroom, you know? Oh, that's um, weird because I only remember the one bathroom. I don't remember the other ones. I think I only used that one bathroom, but probably yeah, probably. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, Frank was funny sometimes, man, but uh, I appreciated him. He was a funny guy. So you mentioned 3D. And so when you mentioned 3D, that also brings up Carlos. And there's going to yeah. be some questions that allude to Carlos because you, because number one, because you weren't there a lot, and I don't want to make you feel bad about mm -hmm. that. 
you weren't there a lot, so that was actually good because you would have been more stressed because we did a lot of crazy stuff. <laughs> you got You guys did a lot of things I don't know about is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, and not necessarily bad, but more like pranky stuff, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so number one, you know, you weren't there a lot and, and so you didn't see a lot of what we did. But also, as the years went on, we just, um, you know, we had Carlos for two years. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Carlos was more of a hands-on RA. He was okay. more of investigator he would actually go down and sniff stuff and be like oh this smells like this so it has to be this. like it was just crazy so he, <laughs> yeah so we did a lot of crazy stuff we would actually just because the way he was and how he always wanted to like find out stuff we would do some really immature crazy stuff where today we would say i'm sorry but back then it was a lot of fun. We oh, would bang gosh. his door after, you know, at, at, you know, quiet hours. We would yell his name during quiet hours, even before quiet hours, because quiet hours was 11 o'clock, 11 p.m. At like 10.58, we would go and be like singing and clapping. It's not quiet hours. Oh, my gosh. He, he, he really, hated you guys so much. Yeah. He hated us, but he, oh, he was. He is, he is definitely a serious guy. So he was probably, I could just see him being so mad at you guys. Yeah. And there was even a time where we got into like, a, a, like, um, you know, a ball tapping phase where we were hitting each other in our junk. Right. Um, and so we were doing that. And like, he came to us and said, you know, he, he kind of gave us um, like a biblical study on why we shouldn't do that. It was just hilarious. And it went on for about five or 10 minutes. So it was a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, we had a lot of fun with you because we didn't, you know, you weren't there, so we couldn't have the phone with you. But, oh, but that would be a lot of stress. But Carlos was pretty much always there. He was always in his room, and yep. so he was saying something. Well, one very vivid memory I have of everyone on the dorm and you guys playing a prank on me was um, – so I had a kind of a morning routine where I would go to chapel, and then right after chapel, I'd go to the, uh, the YMCA and work out, and then I'd come back and shower. And like you guys knew, like that was my shower time. So you, you, uh, Ronell, uh, Tim, sometimes, and a couple other guys, you guys would like hold, hold it in, and then you would come into the bathroom and just every, like all three of you would be sitting on the toilets pooping at the same time while I'm showering, and you guys would be singing to annoy me. And then you would just leave. I don't even think you'd flush. You'd just leave it there and stink up the entire bathroom. So it's funny because I told that story to my daughter and my wife tonight while we were eating dinner. And my wife was like, wait a second. Do they not like you? Is that why they did that? I was like, oh, uh, I, I think they liked me. I think that was like a, a fun thing they did, but maybe not. So. Yeah, like it wasn't because we didn't like you. It was just we were immature and we were just trying to get under your skin to see what you would do. Oh, dude, it was all like, oh, come on, guys. I, 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 that's a memory that I, I, I forgot. And that's what <laughs> I love about the podcast. These memories come up. I'm like, oh, man, I can't believe we did that. And that's where the names, we used to have names for how many people went to the bathroom. So in that bathroom, there were four stalls. So we had just, you know, a single that was really just called a dump. And then we had, um, uh, what did we call? We call a double deuce. That's when two people were going at the same time. Oh, and, maybe it started then, then, because yeah, you guys were like, all three people would be going at the same time while I was trying to shower. Yeah, and then, and then. Get ready. You know, triple threat and then like quadruple duple so oh that's how we got those names and i'm glad we found the origin of those names because we did it oh, that's funny uh, yeah funny. because you guys were trying to mess with me that's how you started yeah, yeah. 
It's funny, man. Yeah, we're, we're definitely, I'm glad we got in contact with you and Euron, but we're definitely trying to get in contact with Carlos, man. Yeah, I'll I mean, try to get in contact with him. Him and I were super close. Like, yeah. I mean, we were on 3D together for two years. We traveled together. We're together all summer. I mean, we were like best friends. And then um, after college, we hung out a few times. We actually got together and went to King's Dominion one time, just the two of us. Like in uh, just we'd get together. In fact, it's been maybe five years since I've really connected with him. So we just kind of lost touch, man. He kind of like fell off the face of the planet. Yeah. So hopefully you can get in contact with him. I'll try to get in contact with him. I would love for to hear from him and to hear his stories about you guys messing with him for sure. Yeah, like it, it's even come to that we have been investigating on like websites and trying to see where he is. And it's almost like stalking. I'm friends with him on Facebook, but I haven't seen him on there in like two years. So I'll try to get in contact with him, man. It's either that he's not active or I went to go search for him a a couple weeks ago and it's, he's not even there anymore. On Facebook. Okay. Might've dropped off of Facebook entirely. I hope he's okay. (laughs) hope he's okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, man, before we get into the questions, um, and that was a great update, by the way. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, before we get into the questions, I want to ask this question, and I want you kind of to get into it a little bit. What was 24 like before you were RA, uh, before like me and Tim and Ronnell, like you said, uh, came there? Um, what, what, was the, what was the culture there? What was it like? How was it looked upon? Um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, I think I already said that, like, I was super, uh, busy during that year. I had so many things going on and, um, I, I, I wanted to be an RA and the reason I became an RA and got to be an RA is because Noah K, I don't know if you know, Noah K, he was there before you guys, but he's, he's just an incredible guy. And he was just had like such like great, he did such a great job in leadership. Like I just wanted to learn from him so bad. So I I like talked to him like, man, I just want to come and be with you and like learn from you. Like I want to be an RA under you. And then that summer when I came back, he called me up and he said, I'm actually, I took a pastor position and I'm leaving. I was like, what? Oh my gosh. Like I was going to work with you. And so that was the first thing that like was a bummer to me becoming an RA. And then the other thing is like, we had all these guys and girls that were going to be RAs. Like we actually got together over the summer and you have like this whole like retreat, like RA retreat at this campground. It was like so cool. And uh, everyone talked about like where they wanted to be as an RA. And I so badly wanted to be at like 33, like, which was like for all the like married couples and like, cause I was a little bit older and I'd, my most of my time at Valley Forge I was in a dorm like I was in the four annex for two years which is like separate from everything and you kind of get left alone you have it's like your own apartment over there and so um I had been in those situations and I was like that's kind of I just want like this easy easy job as an RA and I don't remember why but I got 24 down and I was like oh my gosh like that is the freshman dorm. Like that's going to be the hardest dorm of, of all. Like, and I had, I kind of had new people over there, but again, it was like every year it was like the freshman went to 24. The year I was RA was the first year Bongiorno opened. And so everyone really wanted that. So I was kind of hoping for maybe Bongiorno, maybe 33. And then I found out 24 down. I was like, Oh my gosh. So I connected with Frank Honus. Um, 
And I was like, dude, I really need your help. We had been buddies for a couple years. I was like, I need your help, man. They have this position, like this life group position. I want you to come be my life group. You got to help me with these freshmen, man. Like, I don't know what it's going to be like. It's going to be stressful. And so he, he came with me and it was, that was the best, probably the biggest help for me was him coming along. In fact, I wasn't there as much, but he was there. I don't think he had a job that year. I think he was there. He was a senior too, but he was still there a lot. And so he kind of took over and helped out a lot when I wasn't able to be there. I was working or gone for a weekend. And so uh, that was awesome. But I remember um, before you guys all showed up to 24 down that, that summer, we were there for a couple of days and him and I actually went around and we prayed in every single room. Like we went around and prayed and I mean, we were super spiritual. Like we actually took oil and like anointed the rooms with oil and like prayed over them. And like, we were getting ready for you guys. And I'll never forget like the first meeting with everyone. When you guys got, it was like your first day there. We helped you all get in and get unpacked. You guys were all there. And it was like our first meeting that night. And I, we were just so pumped and so excited. And, and Frank was being like, we're going to like love Jesus, guys. We're just going to love Jesus together and grow. It's going to be awesome. And I, I remember after the meeting, I don't remember his name, but a guy came up to me and he, I think he left after the first semester. So I'm not, he probably doesn't watch this, but he came up to me and he's like, Hey man, is it okay if I go outside? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yes, you can go outside. And so that's, and that was like the start of it. Like you guys, I mean, you were, you were new and you were just, I mean, like I joke that you were like, you were like babies, like coming from your first time ever coming away from your mom and dad, you know, like I'm your new mom and dad. Like People are knocking on my door. Hey, can I go outside? Am I allowed to go outside? Hey man, I'm going to go do laundry. Is that okay? Yes. Go do your laundry. Like that's cool. But, uh, it was definitely an adventure and uh, it was fun. I have great memories. It was definitely stressful and I do have some fun memories I'll share um, in, a, in a little bit, but man, uh, it was definitely a challenge because you guys were so young. There were so many and I'm glad that, you know, it took off and, and it sounds like some of you guys actually stayed there longer. So maybe that dorm being a freshman dorm kind of shifted where it wasn't just a freshman dorm anymore. So, you know, the, the difference is like even sophomores, juniors, seniors, like that innocence and excitement, they kind of lose that. And they, they, um, they're kind of like want to be left alone, you know, like 33 and even some of the other dorms, like those people like eh, already doesn't need to talk to me. If he leaves me alone and doesn't say a word to me, like that'd be cool. So, you know, very different. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I, I remember I wanted to ask you uh, before I go into what 24 Down became um, in that year, especially. I, I remember that, you know, RAs would come together and they would have a theme for their floor. Do you remember? I don't remember. Do you remember the I theme? I have no idea. No. Yeah, because I Walk remember like Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there was like things on the floor, uh, on, the, on the doors and everything. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, that's but probably something that started like the beginning of the year. Like it was a big deal. And then it probably wasn't a big deal later on. Like, I, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, I remember. Um, I don't know if we did floor meetings right outside your, I think we did it right outside your, um, your, your room, but then yep, we did yep. like meetings in your room. I remember the big blue couch. If, if, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We all be on that and everything. 
I remember that for life group meetings and stuff. Um, life group was really like, it was important to me because uh-huh. I, I went to Valley Forest to become first Absolutely. a missionary and then a pastor. And so I, like the spiritual aspect was very big for me. So I was sad that life groups did go away after that year and ARAs came about and stuff. I wish we had that spiritual aspect on the floor because I feel like that was important. Um, but yeah, man, I remember like definitely that's how it was. You were kind of like our parent. And that's funny how people came up to you and were asking you questions like that. It's hilarious. <laughs> Dude, can I go outside? I just was couldn't believe it. Like, uh, yeah, you can go outside, dude. Like, go for it. It's, I mean, the grass is right there. And he just went outside and, like, stood in the grass for a little bit. Like, that's all he wanted to do. <laughs> that's hilarious, man. But, yeah, pretty much, uh, you know, yes, 24 down of what we heard of is was the freshman dorm, was some people, like, even Mark Telesha said, it was called the jungle. I even heard it called the ghetto when I was first there. Uh-huh. Um, you know, people would say, hey, where you live? And I'll be like, oh, 24 down. And they're like, oh, sorry, man. I'm like, what are you talking about? Sorry. It's awesome there. You know, yeah. I chose to start hanging out with um, the guys from the floor within mm-hmm. the first weeks of school. <clears throat> and once we did that, it was just a lot of fun. You know, we played games, we did pranks, we got to know each other, we did stuff together and everything. So that, you know, it started there and then it grew into something even bigger. The next year, um, we got some athletes on our floor and uh, some of them were freshmen, some of them, but, but um, most of the guys that were together stayed on 24 for the second year. Then we started to win intramural championships. We were winning, we, we beat the basketball team in the intramural. Get uh, out, really? Yeah. We, we even, we either beat or really came close to beating the, the, there was a baseball club at the time. It wasn't the team yeah, yet. Yeah. We, uh, in softball, we, we came close or even we beat them. Um, and then, you know, dodgeball tournaments became big. So we were athletic. It was kind of like, we were cool. People thought we were prideful. We were, we kind of became a Christian fraternity um, and, you know, leaving out the alcohol and the drugs and the partying, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of what we became. And so it just kept on building and people just stayed there. So I stayed there for all four years. I was there. Tim stayed there. He was actually there for five years. Uh-huh. Um, he stayed there for all five years because he changed his major after a little while. But yeah, man, um, you know, it was just, and everyone that came, we welcomed them with open arms because you know what? I, I think that really did start with you guys too. I would have to say uh, you and Frank just welcoming us as freshmen with open arms. So we kind of learned that from you and that's what we did. And pretty much we loved anyone that would come. Didn't matter what color you were, what state you were from. It didn't really matter. We had, we had like three, four, or five Koreans at one time. There was like this whole Korean influx that came and, you know, black, white, Spanish, it didn't matter. And so, and it it just keeps on going. And now there's kind of a a revival now. We want to get together in person, but it's hard because of COVID. So, you know, we do Zoom. And everyone lives so far apart. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. And the cool thing is, you know, uh, a lot of the 24 Down members have gone to like weddings and stuff and they do 24 Down things like, you know, a fraternity would do, you know, at a wedding and stuff. So it's, it really is a family. And I would have to say, man, you know, it was because, you know, you graduated, but, you know, uh, you know, you helped start that. I'm just going to put that out there and say that. So No, I mean, I, I know when that year, it started right away. Like, you guys just built a community. Like, it was a community. And I'm sure it happens at a lot of dorms, but some don't. Some fight. I mean, they fight and bicker and don't want to be in the same dorm and leave. But it was great. I mean, you guys were all really, really awesome and just uh, connected well. I mean, you guys played – 
video games all the time, which, I mean, I'll never forget Tim playing that Dance Dance Revolution game. Oh, he was insane how fast he could go in that. And I would just sit there and, like, watch him just mesmerize. Like, how can you do that with your feet that fast? But, yeah. I mean, it was things like that. You guys just built such a great community, you know. And that wasn't just me. You, I mean, I wasn't there a lot. That was you guys, just your personalities, just connecting together. And that's awesome that you guys still have this connection years later. I have a friend who is 80, and he still has friends that he talks to from when he went to college like 50 years ago. So, wow. I mean, it would be incredible that you guys in 40 years are still connecting. And he's a, he's a minister, and – uh, a lot of ministry that's happened for him has been because of his connections from college. Like he's been able to connect with people in different places and do ministry and missions and stuff because of people he went to college with. So it's awesome. It's really awesome to keep that going. So yeah. I'm glad I get to be a little bit a part of it too. Thank you. Yeah, man, definitely. And you mentioned DDR, you mentioned Tim, Tim was on last episode. Yeah. And so I'll show you a little something because we try to kind of, you know, and we might even do it for you as well. Uh, we might even have like an RA shirt or first R, the best RA or something, right? But um, we, we make uh, t-shirts, uh, 24 okay. down t-shirts every once in a while. So let me uh, share my screen and show you this one that we made for Tim. And you mentioned DDR and everything. So let me uh, show you real quick. All right. So let's go Family here. Matters. Uh, oh, yeah. That's my, that's my uh, sermon tomorrow for church. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh this is it right here. Oh yeah, that's that's cool. cool. That's that's a cool shirt, man. Did you? Yeah, make that's it? our logo right there. Yeah, um, Josh Hatmaker, who, who's oh, kind of okay. like nice. founder of the of the podcast. Yeah, mm. yeah, man. All right, yeah. So let's get into some questions, man. Uh, this yeah. has already been really awesome, really awesome. Uh, and I think people have gotten to know you by now when as they're listening. And I'm telling you, we get. I think uh, our average, I don't know, is somewhere between 50 and 70, uh, you know, people listen and download, but there's cool. even more at times and everything. Well, we my get... daughter and son think I'm going to be famous for coming on here. So just, just cool. let, let, let's say that we're famous. Okay. So when they listen to it, they know we're famous. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so you're, you're not going to, um, you know, some of these names you'll, you'll recognize some you won't. Um, but, uh, there's even some girls that are part of 24 down, just they're 24 down girls. Uh, okay. they're, they're, they're cool girls that hung out with us and everything and wanted to be a part. There was even, you know, about 24 down that we were half of a, a dorm pretty much because we had the RD on the other side and there was an apartment and, mm -hmm. and everything. So, well, I was, as an RA, I was actually in charge of that apartment too. I don't know oh. if you knew that. I don't know if that stayed that years after, but I was in charge of that apartment. And if I didn't pay attention to you guys, I, I went over there like twice the whole year. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so yeah, we were half a dorm. And so I think that also played to the closeness that we had because we were in a whole dorm. Um, now, today, we have a whole dorm. Um, wow. There's a whole dorm there. Yeah, there's not even a RD apartment there and everything. It's just a full dorm with lounges. Finally, we didn't even have lounges. We had hallways right. with couches, if you remember. Um, but yeah, so we had people that wanted to live on 24 and wanted to be part of the family. Um, and they were still part of the family, but they just never lived with us. So that was a cool thing that we had people that wanted to be there throughout the years, which is cool. And plus we had girls. So the first one comes from one of our 24 down girls, which is Colleen. Okay. And uh, her first question is, what was the best and worst memory of 24 down? 
Okay. So that's cool because I wrote down a bunch of memories. This works because I already have some things written down. So one of my best memories was, and it, it was, it was community. Um, so every Christmas, the dorms would do like some kind, like, I don't, most of the girls dorms would do it, but they would have like a decorating contest. Do you remember that? And mm-hmm. so that you would go and watch the girls one year did like New York city. And it was like, just like, I mean, you felt like you were really in New York city. They had like ice skating and, and all kinds of craziness. And then uh, the guys though, most of the guy dorms didn't really do it. And I remember approaching everyone at one of those meetings and being like, guys, uh, we could do this if you want. Like we don't have to. And I remember you guys were like, yeah, let's do it. And I remember you guys were like, let's do the, the Christmas um, Carol, Christmas Carol. And I don't even remember if we, how, I don't think we went really out that much for it. I don't, I think a few people dressed up. I think Tim like dressed up like Ebenezer Scrooge or something. But the one thing I remember, and I was just floored that Rennell was able to do this. He called a, uh, a um, he called a funeral home and asked them if he could get a casket and they literally drove the funeral home car over and let us borrow a casket. And they put the casket in my room, like we moved out the couch, and they put the casket in there. Do you remember that? I didn't until now. Oh, That's amazing. And I just yeah. remember, like, I can't believe, like, we have a casket in my, my room. And I remember it was – and I don't I, – I was trying to remember, did someone get in it? Because you know, in the Christmas Carol, like they the the death guy takes him to uh, the the uh, graveyard and he sees himself in the in the uh, he sees his gravestone or whatever. So that was like that part of the book, and I I just I just was floored that we were able to do that. Like we got that, and it was cool that we came together. And most of the guy dorms just didn't do anything, but I think that speaks to the community that we built. That people wanted to do stuff like that. They wanted to be together and hang out and work together. And, uh, and that was cool. That was really, really cool. So I have a couple bad memories. Um, a couple times, um, it would happen at night, like in the middle of the night, someone would come knock on my door and my, just being woken up in the night was like the worst thing. And so every time I always approach that door, like mad, and I feel every time I felt terrible afterwards, because it was always something serious. It was never just someone at three in the morning knocking on your door to be like, hey, you know, something, I can't get the laundry to work. Or, I mean, it was never anything like that. It was always something very serious. And I remember, I think it was, uh, it might've been Franco. It might've been someone else, but I remember knocking on my door. I was like, dude, what in the world? Why, why are you waking me up? Dude, you need to come into my room right now. And I go in and he has someone upstairs, a toilet had started flowing over and he had a bubble coming out of his wall of water in the ceiling just coming down and we went upstairs and sure enough like the whole entire bathroom upstairs was just like a foot of water and just pouring down I was like oh my gosh like this is this is serious (laughs) and then another time and I won't use any names here but there was someone who was like seriously uh was was trying to harm themselves like and I had to go and like step in and help him with that and that was not just uh the hardest worst thing that was like the scariest thing and he ended up being okay god bless god thank god but that was definitely definitely a hard situation at in 24 down um 
Yeah, to, yeah. To add on to that story, we won't say any names, obviously, but yeah, 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 I remember that whole story. It was pretty late. I think I remember it was pretty late. Uh, I'm not sure though, but yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And actually, I was asked by you and Mark Telesha to bring him home. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so I took my car. He took his car. I yep. took a friend, Walter, if you remember Walter, the Korean guy that was there for like one semester. And so we went and I remember they, they gave us money to stay at a hotel. Oh, and said, wow. Stay at a hotel. Here's money for food. Here's money for gas. I'm like, yes, this is amazing. This is a road trip. And so we, and I'm, ta- I'm talking about maybe like over five, six, seven hour drive. And oh, so wow. We there, okay. And then when we got there, the guy that we're talking about was like, oh, my mom said you guys can stay and sleep on the couch. And we were just such nice guys that we were like okay and we knew we had this money to stay at a hotel but we knew what he was has been has been through as well so we just slept on the floor with no they didn't give us a pillow or anything we just slept on the floor but uh yeah that was a crazy time he's doing good today he's He's, he's planting a church actually oh i did not know that after that day i never heard from him again so that's fantastic that's fantastic it's it's really good yeah so those are some good things man um so yeah and then uh, i i i said i won't share names but i actually had two people come into my room one time at night again it was always at late at night and they were like ready to fight each other and (laughs) i had to calm them down and they were both like ready to go outside and like fist fight over the dumbest thing in the entire world and it wasn't a girl either and i was just like dude this is crazy (laughs) And I don't know, maybe there was other fist fights at, on campus, but I, that was the only time I ever heard of this. I was like, See, that's the thing. Not fist fight, by the way. Yeah, we we did not get that physical like that, which was no, great. no, no. People, I'm sure, got mad and stuff, and but not yeah. like that. So. Just like stupid drama type things and everything. Yeah, I would love to know who those guys are. But yeah. <laughs> it was you, Buddha. It was you. <laughs> I actually, do you remember? You remember Miles? Remember Miles? Mm, I don't think so. Oh man, what's his first name? I don't remember his first name, but he was a big like sports guy. He would play basketball, football, all that stuff. Okay. From four down or four up, but yeah, I I, I kind of broke his ankle. Um, In a fist fight? No, <laughs> uh, almost. Uh, did did you, you did you know Robbie Kirk? Oh yeah, yeah. Almost got in a fist fight with him. Oh, he was like my my age. I'm surprised you yeah. even were yeah, around. So, so we were playing basketball and, um, he said for me to stop, like, you know, posting up on him and everything and boxing him out and stuff. And I said, no, I can do whatever I want to you, man. I was just trash talking. And then I was, I was a freshman and then, uh, he pushed me and he was, he was about to punch me and then the ref, um, you know, stopped it. But the funny thing about it is, and I shared this on another podcast is that, um, somehow, some way. He is a pastor in Yonkers, my same city, the city I grew up in, oh. right a mile up the street at the, uh-huh. the second, the only other AG church. It's hilarious, man. Oh, wow. So you yeah. guys get connect and stuff? and We tried to connect, okay. but then I saw that he kind of still had his, his the, some of his same ways from when I met him at Valley Forge. Gotcha, so gotcha. We're, we're, we're friendly, but we're not yep. like close. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And so um, she also asked, and, and this question, before I ask it, I want to just frame it. And I kind of told you about this before that, um, you know, some of the 24 down people and even some other students, obviously, they either had a bad um, 
a bad situation happen to them at Valley Forge or maybe in church in general. And uh, this is where that question comes from, but you can answer it obviously, honestly. Um, and she, she said, uh, did you actually like attending Valley Forge? Oh man. So, okay. I'll speak to the good and the bad here. Uh, so when I first went to Valley Forge, just like you guys coming in so innocent, like I was so innocent too. And I was there because I just wanted more of Jesus, man. And I had this roommate who was only there for a year, so you wouldn't know him. And uh, he was like just so in love with Jesus. He would pray and just, and because of him, he like just got me so spiritual that year. Like I just was, I would go to chapels and just be like at the altar every time and just, I mean, it was awesome. So those first few years, I loved, loved, loved Valley Forge. I just loved everything about it. And I still, I still love it. I still, I, I have dreams. Like I'm a very vivid dreamer at night and I dream about being back at school. Like I love those four years of being at Valley Forge. Um, being on the ministry team was another aspect of um, Valley Forge that maybe not everyone gets to experience, but traveling around in the summer and going to camps. I was in New Jersey one summer for camp in New York. I was in uh, up in Pennsylvania. We would go three weeks every summer in Pennsylvania at the, at the Pendel camp and up in Northern New England and Southern New England districts. Like I, I loved, loved, I mean, those were the best times traveling around with Carlos and, and the team. And uh, I just loved every part of it. Now, the, it was funny because the year I was an RA was like, you get to see a little bit behind the scenes. And there were some things that went on and I was just like, I can't, this, it just like blew my perspective away a bit um, about the way they would handle situations. I felt like they would kind of brush things under the rug a lot. Like they, I think they wanted to, uh, everyone on the outside to think like everyone that goes to Valley Forge is like the most spiritual kids, nothing ever goes wrong. And it was funny because even as an RA and before a couple times, you would just, I would randomly be like in the lunch line and be like, you know, I haven't seen so-and-so in a long time. What the heck happened to like Fred or whatever? Like, where is he? And then you like find out he just got like kicked out of college. Like he did something and he is gone. And no one, I mean, unless you were like his best friend, you didn't know that he is gone. And it was just like, what what happened and so just knowing as an ra knowing some of those situations um i mean i even there was an ra i won't even i won't say who it was but did something the year i was there and he just got he was removed and kicked out and it was just like what why do they handle the situations like that like i can't believe it and so i could see definitely how some people can come away with a, a bitter taste from valley forge but uh, overall, my experience, I loved it. I, I love being there. I, I, I have not gotten to take my, my kids there. In fact, I haven't been on campus probably in 10 or 11 years. I mean, it's been a while. And uh, I would love to go back and, and have them go. Um, maybe, I don't know if I'd want them to go there for their college experience, but because it's, it's so expensive. In fact, um, I am 14 years since I've been in 15, no, 16, I think, years since I graduated. And I'm just now about to pay off my student loans. <laughs> so, I mean, I am like $1,000 left on my student loans. So it is, uh, it's crazy. I could definitely see how people can come away with bad, bad, a bad taste in their mouth from Valley Forge. But 
I loved yeah. it. I loved every minute of it. Yeah, I'm still paying mine off as well. Yeah, yeah. I remember you kind of bring the, uh, maybe you remember this situation. You probably do because I think at least one, maybe two came from 24 down and most came from 24 up, I, th I think. But I remember within the first maybe three, four weeks of school, I remember, you know, this is my freshman year, right? You're there and everything. And I'm thinking I'm going to this like Christian utopia. You know uh -huh. what I mean? I, yeah. I don't know Which, what a Bible college was. In some ways it was. I mean, I always felt like it was a Christian bubble in some ways. And you felt like you were in a, in a bubble yeah. there. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I thought I was going to that, right? And then uh, within the first couple of weeks of school, um, I hear of like seven people, some of them, most of them guys, some of them girls, they went out, they went clubbing, they got drunk, they stayed at a hotel in the same room and everything. And then they, uh, most of them got kicked out for the semester. It was all the homeschoolers, man. <laughs> right. And yeah, Their it was first crazy. time away from home, man. They had to sell their wild oats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, man. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, no, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy, man. Like that really like that changed my whole view, not on Valley Forge, but just that I knew people weren't perfect. I know oh, Jesus yeah. is oh, a yeah. perfect one. However, you hold some people in very high esteem, like they're perfect. Like I was doing that with my pastor at home. Uh -huh. I was doing that with other people, maybe on campus. And then it just burst that whole bubble, that whole thought that I had. And I was like, wow, nobody is perfect. And thank God. And I even thought of Dr. Meyer. I was like, even he's not perfect. Even, uh -huh. you know, you could put your best self forward, but you're still nothing compared to, yeah. you know, Jesus and what he did on the cross. So it gave me a healthier view of like Christianity and yeah. salvation and everything. So it was good. See, and for me, it took like two years. I was there for like two years before I realized like, I remember I had a buddy who I worked with and he was talking about how his first year he was like the big weed dealer on campus and he would sell dr weed to everyone. Surprisingly, he's a pastor now, but um, I was just like, what, like what that happened? You did that on our campus. Like, I can't believe this. Like everyone is, is the most Christian in the world here. Like I, my bubble just burst too. that. Yeah. But it took a long time. You were right at the beginning. It took a while yeah. before that happened for me. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was mostly I was mostly a rule follower at Valley mm -hmm. Forge. Um, I mean, maybe I saw a couple rated R movies here and oh, there. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I never did anything like really, really against the rules. I was just into pranking and just sports and stuff. So it, yeah. it really was. But I know some people that really went against the rules and were kind of never. Yeah. Maybe they were found out, maybe they weren't and stuff like that, but yeah. Yeah, and um, even so, being on a ministry team, like there was people that got kicked off ministry teams because they went and had one drink somewhere. Like it was, I mean, it was, it was, there was some tough rules there for sure. Yeah, so. yeah, so we have our next set of questions is from a guy named Carl Wolf, uh, aka Wolfie. Does that ring any bells? No, he might have no. Carlo, if you remember Carlos Trezulo. Oh, I think I remember. Oh, I got a funny story about, do you remember him? He was yeah, at Valley Forge like in the eighties or nineties. And then he came back, was there for like four or five years. He may be back there now. I don't know. But <laughs> I was watching the world series back in like 2006 or seven. And he's from New York. And I remember it, some guy hit a home run 
on, on the game and the camera went to the people by the ball and Carlos Trezulo was back there like trying to get the ball. I was like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm seeing someone I know on TV. Anyway, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so Carl Wolf, he asks, have you ever been back to campus after graduating? And if so, what's different from when you were there? So like I said, it's, I only came maybe three or four years, maybe five years after we left. And so my wife is, uh, and her sister are really good friends with the, um, oh gosh, who was the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the basketball coach and the, um, do you know who I'm talking about? I think so. Yeah. Ah, I just was thinking about them earlier today. Anyway, the basketball coach, he was the, um, athletics director for like a really long time at campus. He's, they're really good friends with him. We just hung out with them uh, this summer. Um, they live up in Pennsylvania. He's now the athletics coach in Lancaster at Lancaster Bible oh, College. Is it Coach Mack? Yeah, Coach Mack. That's it. The Max. The Max. Yeah. And so we went there to watch the, some basketball tournaments and stuff a few times. And then I was good friends with Dan DeRosiers, who became a professor um, at Valley Forge and then became a missionary. I love Dan. He is just like the best guy. And now he's back in Phoenixville area. He's a pastor now um there he's him and his family moved back and they're pastoring there and, and not phoenixville but i think it's the church that um they started do you remember that church they started there at this elementary school um, with mcnaughton and stuff yeah, the McNaughton's, and like it was like the superhero church i mean they had like the best uh dick gruber was the kids pastor like and then whoever was the youth person at the it was like the youth pastor and like they had like the best duo the group ever to be like the pastors of that church but i think he's back there now pastoring i don't know if he's the head pastor but he's pastoring over there and uh he's just fantastic so yeah, yeah i forgot yeah. what the question was oh <laughs> uh, yeah um did it you know was there anything different when you came back from oh yeah there? so um so I, it wasn't too far removed from when I was there. I mean, some new buildings were there. I mean, it felt different, obviously, going there. I always feel like whenever I go back somewhere I haven't been there for, in a long time, everything seems smaller. And so it's like this campus seems smaller for some reason. But uh, anyway, uh, no, I, I don't think too many things were different. I'm sure if I went back there now, it would be like a different story. Um, I think we, my wife and I went back for graduation a couple times and just – but now we haven't been back in a really long time. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, when you, after you left, I think a year or two after that, they we got a new academic building, and it was really beautiful. Okay. It was really interesting. It was like right in between the faculty building and mm -hmm. the library. And yes, I've nice. seen that building. I was there since that building was put up. Yep. Yeah, yep. pretty nice. That's cool. Um, and, um, my family actually, we know Kathy T, and we still do see her sometimes. Kathy T. I don't know if you remember. Cool. Everyone probably knows her, dressing up as a blood drop for donating blood, and like, uh, exactly. she's just really cool. She's out in Buffalo now. Uh, she kind of retired, but she's still teaching a little bit at it, like a Christian school out there. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. She's on Facebook. You know, every once in a while she pops up, and yeah, yeah. I see what she's doing. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, he then asks, um, "What's your most important lesson?" you learned outside of the classroom at Valley Forge? So well, I was thinking about this actually earlier about um, being an, an RA and that was such a stressful time for me. Um, so uh, I know you, t Mark, everyone kind of knows Mark, but Mark and I kind of butt heads that year. I was an RA and that was because, mo mainly it was because I was so busy and he kind of knew I shouldn't have been an RA because I was on a ministry team. 
So he was kind of hard on me all the time. Like he would just show up like, where's Daryl at? Why isn't he here? And, and he would, he would just, in fact, there was at one point he tried to get me removed from my position as an RA because he felt like I just wasn't serious about it and stuff. And so one, I mean, that year really, and I ended up being able to stay, we worked through it and the, the him and I actually have connected in the, the last few years. And I love Mark. I was kind of, I didn't like him so much before, but I, him and his family, um, we've, we've connected, uh, he's up in Hershey now. And a couple of years ago, he actually asked uh, my wife and I, if we wanted to come and teach with him at the school that he teaches at, like, I love him. Um, hopefully we'll see him again soon, but, um, yeah, we kind of butt heads and I was so stressed that year, but through it all and, and really God's help helped me keep calm and, and through all that stress, like help me learn how to have peace and be calm and kind of approach things um, with a level head instead of just freaking out. And uh, I think that lesson I learned that year for sure. And it's helped me as a teacher because I've been in situations where I've had some students that I just wanted to like kill. <laughs> I've been, I'm like, I've been able, I, I, I swear there's been times where I've just turned around from talking to some kid or talking to some of my class and like, okay, I need to breathe and I need to calm down so I don't get myself fired, you know, and like been able to do that. And, and also in ministry, as a youth pastor, there was a time where I don't, I really wanted to punch a kid in the face. So he was being so disrespectful. He was at um, a fine arts thing and he was being so disrespectful. And I, I really wanted to punch him in the face in the parking lot. And I didn't And like, I learned through that time, just how to hold back and not, not be crazy and like be, be at peace and, and handle things with a level head. That's definitely a lesson I learned. But during my time with you crazy kids. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you were just trying to teach him the ministry of laying on of hands, man. You know, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Man, the funny man. thing is he, uh, he, that kid ended up, um, my wife and I let him live with us after, he was like in his 20s a few years later and he was going through a hard time. We let him live with us and we mm -hmm. were so close to him and he helped, um, he helped with the kids and stuff. Like he was such a great kid, <laughs> but I wanted to punch him in the face that day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I remember you being very stressed. I always remember you being stressed. And I remember just Mark coming in all the time and be like, where's your RA? Where, where, where's your RA? Where's where's Daryl? He was <laughs> like, so hard on me that year, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, he, he also says, and you kind of alluded to this before, so if you don't have an answer to this, that's fine. What's the craziest thing that happened from your time on 24, 24 down? So, yeah, I think uh, crazy, probably that experience with, um, with the, the kid that wanted to hurt himself. Like, I just couldn't believe that that was going on. You always hear, like, about those situations, and you're like, that, I'll never be in that situation. I couldn't believe that. And I didn't, honestly, I didn't even have to do much in that situation. Um, there were some other people there. And um, the one that actually helped the most was the security guard. I don't even remember his name, but he came in and he like talked to the kid and kind of just like jumped in there and, and started helping. And then we were there with him. And, uh, but that was probably like the craziest thing. And, and, uh, but I mean, I had some other crazy things happen on campus um, before, but uh, I remember when I, my first year, uh, me and my roommate were, were throwing snowballs and stuff and we were throwing snowballs at the windows and we broke a window. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I can't believe we broke this 
window and like freaking out. But I mean, I was, I was pretty much trying to be on the straight and narrow most of the time too, like you. So I didn't do too many things, too many crazy things. I didn't pull any like crazy pranks or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Uh, his last one is, have you ever mistaken your wife's twin for your wife? Oh, no. Okay. So no, uh, ever since they are identical twins. Um, and so no, I haven't, uh, technically the only time I remember where I, I kind of didn't is, uh, my, so we're close They're even though they're twins and their sisters, they're like best friends. They go to target like four times a week together. They both teach in the right next to each other. And like they're together all the time. And so one time, um, my wife and I, we went out to eat with her husband and stuff. And I went, I wasn't paying attention. And I went to sit down and he was like, Hey, are you going to let me sit by my wife or what? And I was like, Oh, crap. like that's the only time I've never like went to kiss her or something and like didn't realize it was her or, uh, and I, I honestly never, people always say they can't tell them apart, but I've never had an issue telling them apart. Even when we were in college, I always knew the difference. Yeah, so uh, the next set of questions come from Tim, Tim Sarajan, you know Tim. Oh, Tim. Yeah, yeah. So um, He's another guy I haven't talked to since Valley Forge, but I see him on Facebook all the time. So I feel like I know him. I feel like I know everything what's going on in his life, but I honestly haven't talked to him ever. So. And and that's why this this podcast is so cool because you can go back and listen to his episode and it's like you know catching up with him so that's really cool. Um, so he says as an R, as an RA for twenty four down, who did you get the most upset at on our floor and what was the reason for getting upset at them? Oh geez, the most upset. So I don't know. I I think it was just a a bunch. Of, so I'm kind of a, a neat freak a little bit, and so. Um, I would have to do these dorm checks, you know, like go around to the dorms and check. And it was all, I was always so annoyed when I had to do them. One, I hated doing it. I thought it was stupid. I thought you guys should be able to like live on and do your own thing. But then I would go into the rooms and I'd be like, Oh my, how do you people live like this? Like, I mean, the bathroom was one thing because it was so many people used it, but in your bedroom. And I remember, I would go into dorms to check and cause I would always, I think you were supposed to do like uh, just randomly do the dorm checks, but I would typically give you guys like uh, maybe I'd say tomorrow or maybe even just give you a couple hours and then people would rush to go clean up their rooms. And so I would go in there and people would like shove stuff in their closet or under their bed. And I was, I would just be so, I'd be like, dude, what is wrong with you? Like clean up your mess. And so I even now as a parent, I, feel, I have to deal with my kids being like that. So I'm like, clean up your mess, man. What is wrong with you? So that was annoying. And I don't think that was anyone specific, but I was really annoyed with that. In fact, the only person I was probably most upset at that year was Mark because him and I were button heads and fighting all the time. So that was like my main thing was like uh, having trouble with him. But like I said, we've, we've gotten better. Um, we've, we've done a lot together and uh, he's a great guy. But that yeah. I didn't like it right at that time. <laughs> I definitely remember those. I definitely remember either they, they had, uh, they had, they were supposed to be random, but then you would be like, "Hey guys, tomorrow is going to be room check. Just make sure your room's clean." And so you would give and us a heads up. People still wouldn't do it. Well, <laughs> right? And then you would come and you had like a, a sheet for each uh -huh. person. Yeah. Fill yeah. It, out. it was so funny, man. Yeah. And then uh, his last question here is: uh, Were there ever any rules you disagreed with, even as RA? Uh, for example, curfew at 1 a.m., mm -hmm. no R-rated movies, open dorm policy, things like that. 
Um, so yeah, that was one thing. I mean, I, I mean, there was a lot of people that were like super against the rules and I, in some ways I'm kind of old fashioned. So I was kind of like, why sometimes I was like, Oh, there should be more rules. Like maybe we should go back to where girls shouldn't be driving in cars with boys. And I mean, that's just like the old fashioned me, but I think the R rated movie thing was, was ridiculous. I mean, now as an adult, I mean, I watch R rated movies and, um, I, and there were some things that, I mean, I feel like they should let you make decisions on your own, like, and tell you, Hey, this as a Christian and as you, I mean, you shouldn't, shouldn't be out drinking and partying. Like, come on, don't do that while you're here. But we're not going to kick you out of school. If you go out and drink something like, come on. Like uh, my wife, for instance, uh, was at a family event in the summer and had a drink with her family. And then she was supposed to go on a missions trip with the school and they would, and then someone turned her in and she w wasn't allowed to go on the missions trip because she had a drink with her family in the summer. Like, I was just like, come on, that's just being a little too legalistic, I feel. But mm -hmm. I mean, I, I mean, like I said, I was a little bit old fashioned, but I think they, it was a little too much at times. Um, but I, I, I feel like as a RA, I, and like I said, I don't recall, um, I don't know if I told you this or, or what we were on the podcast or before, but I don't recall ever writing people up like maybe I did and I maybe I was really bad about it but I don't remember writing people up because I figure I just give you kind of the benefit of the doubt like hey man you're gonna do what you need to do like you're almost an adult like you can you need to have some freedom and like make choices on your own um but uh I think it was a little too strict at times for sure yeah and I, I don't remember you writing this up too much um you know I, I I don't even remember, frankly, writing this up too much. He was just, what, what was good about you guys was you guys would talk to us, you know, especially Frank. He would talk to us and tell us why it was wrong and stuff. And then Mark Telesha was the same way. He would talk to us. And, you know, I think a lot of the 24 downers have the same, um, you know, mindset that you have, you know, uh, even more to the other side of, you know, being mm -hmm. more lenient and stuff. But definitely because, you know, 24 down has a lot of rule breakers, you know, as the years went on, but, you know, uh, we were just doing it for fun and stuff like that as well. So um, Josh Hatmaker, uh, that's actually his real name. Josh Hatmaker came uh, two years after I started. So you wouldn't know him, but he really is. He, he, he says that I'm the godfather of 24 down or the OG of 24 down. That's kind of when it started when I came in. And um, he just remembers me welcoming him and everyone in his year, two years later, but he has continued to um, just have everyone stay connected. Um, so, and he, he's the, he's the creator of this podcast as well. So uh, he has some questions for you. Okay. Um, and he says, uh, what was your thought of the incoming freshman your last year? And you kind of told us a little bit about it, but you know, he even names us Buddha, Tim, Pete, Neil, remember Neil, he was dying. Oh yeah, Neil and Pete. Yeah, yeah, I remember them. I still see them on Facebook and stuff. So I, I, but again, I don't talk to any of those guys. I mean, it's sad. I talked to Frank and Carlos and the, well, not even Carlos anymore, but yeah. So you yeah. guys, um, I mean, you like I said, you guys were young. I mean, I, like I, I talked to you before, I would love to see, have seen you like your senior years. Like, how were you guys like, oh, you're like all strict and how serious you guys were. But you guys came in just so goofy. And sometimes it's funny, even with you, like seeing you as a pastor and I've listened to like some of your Sunday morning stuff, especially with this COVID and being online and stuff. I'm like, that's Buddha. Like what? Like that goofball from college. I see Franco 
and I, he's like so he's like writing a book and being like so like spiritual and, and I love it. But I'm just like that's Franco. Like Franco is such so goofy. Like in college, like I can't believe you guys how you turned out. Like how is that possible? You know, but by the grace of God, I guess. <laughs> but I mean, you guys came in. I mean, you guys were so excited. I mean, and and it was you guys. I mean, you guys were cool. I loved it, but you guys just seemed so young, like little babies to me when you came in, you know, I was a senior and trying to just make my way, scratch my way, crawl my way through that year. So yeah, but you guys were great. And, and even though you picked on me with the uh, pooping in the bathroom, I still, I, that's a fun memory. It's not like something I was upset about. So. Did we ever take your clothes? Cause we used to do that a lot to other people. Thanks. So well, we, we had, so that means we had respect for you. So, Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so whoever you took their clothes, you didn't have respect for it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, well, you know, going to like our senior year and obviously you've seen that obviously we've all grown up and gotten more mature, but definitely very immature, you know, pretty much still teenagers at the time, you know? And so in my senior year, um, yeah, I was trying to graduate, man. Cause I, my, my girlfriend told me we are not getting married unless we both graduate, you know, college. Mm. So I said, okay, I got to graduate because I want to get married. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was waiting for marriage as well, if you know what I mean. And, yeah. and so um, pretty much that was the plan. So I was at the, I was at the library every day. I also, the last two years of college, I was working at the church that I'm pastoring today, which oh, is my wow. home church. I was the children's pastor and the youth pastor. And so I was coming home on the weekends and doing ministry which was really cool. So, um, yeah, I mean, I believe I matured. And now today, I mean, they, they, they let me lead a church. So I guess I'm a little mature now. So, but yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, he has another one. And this kind of uh, lets you know what we use, what we did to our other RAs. So just be happy that you weren't around and you were a little more lenient and stuff like that. So uh, he says, how would you have reacted to the following? And he's going to list some stuff here that we used to do to Carlos that would just oh, get geez. on. You guys and, have to get him on here, man. <laughs> yeah, man, we do. So uh, how would you have reacted to the following? People yelling your name late at night. People pounding on your door and running. Someone intentionally pooping on the bathroom floor in the oh. middle airsoft battles in the hallway countless holes in the walls an actual wrestling federation starting in 24 down wow you don't have to answer this that is just to let you know some of the things that we did after that first year Whew. yeah you guys must not have known each other well enough to st that first year to do crazy stuff. i mean did some stuff i feel like i feel like there may have been a few holes in the wall um there may have been some yelling at times but um, so for me, like I, I talked about how grumpy I was when people knocked on my door at night. Like I, at, I'm not a night person at all. Like 11, like now I'm getting pretty tired right now. I normally go to bed like 10 o'clock is like me. I'm in bed. And even back in college, like people, you guys would want to stay up all night and stuff. Like I would never, ever stay up all night. So if you guys would have done, I probably would have flipped my lid a little bit. <laughs> I don't remember ever going off. So, I mean, maybe I did, but I don't recall it. So um, I may have gone off though, if you guys would have done some of that stuff. Oh, definitely. It's just, uh, we loved his, uh, his reactions and stuff. And we would, we would actually just at any time of the day, at any time of the night, yell Carlos, just oh really God. loud. And 
Uh, you got to listen to some of the other episodes to see what we kind of did to him. But we would love to have him on to first apologize, but then to talk about. Uh, all don't apologize. Stuff. Don't apologize. <laughs> uh, Maybe that's go- why he's not con- contacting me back. <laughs> he's still so Yeah, mad. right. His last question is, um, and are you glad you missed all of that, all the things that I listed? Are you glad you missed all of that? Sure, because I have good memories right now. I mean, there was some tough stuff, but I, I mean, I maybe would not have liked it, especially as stressed as I was that year. <laughs> and seeing that my like my lesson I learned was how to in all that stress to not lose it. So seeing that if you would have done that to me, I probably would have lost it. I might have not learned the lesson. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we have one more set of questions, and this is yeah, actually. Man. Um, uh, so you were my RA, you were the RA for that first year that I was there. Then we had Carlos for two years. My last year, we had um, an RA by the name of Andrew Kindler. So Andrew has, uh, he was one of our RAs. So he's kind of, you know, kin with you with being RA. So Andrew says, uh, how would you rate Valley Forge with setting you up for a useful degree? Really? No. <laughs> um Wow. Okay. So as I don't, if you're a youth pastor or a pastor or a missionary or a kid, like kids pastor, I think they, I I can't speak a hundred percent, but I think they probably did. The one thing I think they lack though, for those ministries is I saw a lot of kids come out of Valley Forge, go into ministry and like get church hurt like right away and it really broke them i mean i have friends who were youth pastors for a year or two and now they don't even go to church anymore you know and there's so many stories of that and i think they didn't prepare them for that um they prepared them for a lot of great ministry and stuff but i think that's one thing where it lacked as an elementary education major which there was a lot of elementary education majors um i don't know if they prepared me for the classroom like they probably should have and maybe they got better at it later on i it was still kind of a newer major they were kind of breaking off and trying to do like non like secular type um uh majors there for a while and i think they they still do business and all kinds of different stuff now but it was kind of early on with elementary education i loved the professors i had and they they had all done stuff in the classroom but i remember um, going into my student teaching and I got up in front of the classroom the first time and I was like, this is the very first time I've ever gotten up in front of a classroom of kids. Like I couldn't believe that I'd gone four years and had not done that yet. And mm-hmm. I was just like, what if I don't want to do this? <laughs> like I may have just wasted four years of my life, like trying to do elementary education. Um, so thankfully I found like that was kind of the, what I was good at and what I loved and teaching kids was great. And I kind of learned on, on the job kind of thing when I went into the classroom and got my first position and stuff and did subbing. But Mm -hmm. unfortunately I don't think they, uh, they did the best job for elementary education at least. And I, I can't speak now. I have some friends who have gone through the elementary education more recently and they're great teachers and they loved it. But me kind of being early on, it was tough. Um, yeah. But I think, I think for, in a lot of ways, they do prepare kids. I mean, that was the motto, you know, uh, for a life, yeah, yeah, life of leadership in the church and world and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think for me, for the most part, I, I think they prepared me well for, cause I, I became, I was world missions and then I changed over children's ministry. 
And ah. so I didn't think I would be doing what I'm doing today. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be the main guy at the top in a church, you know? Um, but God had that for me and I'm glad I'm doing it today. And I feel like I'm living my purpose, but, um, I was, I was learning from Gruber, one of the best, uh, you yeah. know? And so I was learning. Well, I went on a missions trip with him, dude. It was like the funnest time week ever. Trinidad and Tobago. We went there for a week. Yeah. Oh, it was great. I heard about that one. Yeah. And then like soon after that, he had a heart attack and, you know, he wasn't the same after his heart attack, less, less energy sitting down, all that stuff, uh-huh. but he, he was good. Um, and I was learning and it was mostly hands-on with him. There was some theory, obviously, but it was hands-on. And I would, I would be able to put that right into what I was doing on Sunday in kids church at my, at my church. So I was very happy with that. That really stuck when I became a, a, um, a youth pastor. I had no training in that. I was just doing what I thought would work. It was just like trial and error over and over again. Um, and then as, you know, lead pastor, I had to read tons of books. I'm talking about 20 to 40 books that I read on leadership and pastoring a church. And still, you know, that just like scrapes the surface, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, I think they prepare me pretty well. You can't prepare anyone hundred percent, but you know, but I understand where you're coming from. And that's yeah. where the, that's where the question comes from because some people believe that they paid so much money, like we talked about before yeah. and they're still paying it off for what, you know what I mean? But I, I had a great experience. Yeah. And, and what I gained that wasn't from like, I did do, you still had to do 10 courses in Bible and I had a leadership course and stuff to prepare me for, to be an RA. Like there was some very valuable, valuable stuff and the friendships and the time I spent there and being on 3D and doing ministry and learning ministry like that. Those things absolutely prepared me for for life. And, you know, and thankfully, you know, I've experienced some church hurt, too, but thankfully I was prepared and was able to uh, still still be serving Jesus, man, you know, 14 years later, thankfully. So, yeah, that's awesome. I, I have a question before his last question. Yeah. Um, and that is, can you just name off maybe like your three favorite movies, maybe of all time? Uh, I just want to know what your three favorite movies are. Because so spiritual a second ago. Man. I know, right? Because they could be rated R. I just want to okay. know the next. The Passion next of question. Christ, man. It's written. <laughs> the next question is uh, about a movie, but uh, go ahead. Okay, so all time Forrest Gump was one of my favorite movies, man. Love Forrest Gump. More recently, The Avengers Infinity War. Love it. I love all things Marvel. And then uh, probably the uh, the Hobbit and the um, Lord of the Rings stuff. I love that stuff. So that's kind of, I've, I've read a lot of those books and stuff. Like I'm really into that. So those movies were fantastic. So that's kind of where I am. Cool. So I, I want to see if you've seen this one because this one came out when you were probably out of college. Yeah, you, you were out of college at the time. Um, uh, this is Sparta. Does that, you know, ring any bells? Uh, is that, no, I'm thinking of 300. Yeah, yeah. Is that it or no? Have you seen that? Do you like that movie? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool movie. That's one of my all-time favorites. Cool. But so uh, let me tell you, let me tell you about this story. And um, so pretty much, I think this was my third year. And like I said, I'm kind of a rule follower, even though I broke some along the way. But um, so about 30 of us, um, 30, 24 downers, that's talking about the girls and the outside people that wanted to be 24. Um, they all planned to go to see 300. And it was like maybe the first night or the first. Was it radar? I forget. 
Rated R, yep, rated R. And they were and going to see- You guys all got kicked out of college. <laughs> <laughs> right? So they were going to see uh, in the theater. And so there was a buzz around the college because, you know, I don't want to be prideful or boast about it, but we became very popular and people knew about us. People didn't like us because of that. And we would go to, we would go everywhere together. You know, we always had each other's backs and all that stuff, which is a nice thing. But when people are looking at it from the outside, they don't like it. But so there were some people that, you know, wanted to kind of take us down, I guess. So, you know, they heard about the 300 thing. And so about, you know, 20 to 30 of us went uh, to there. I, I stayed home. Tim stayed, Tim stayed at 24. Pete stayed as well. You know, he was very uh, spiritual and everything. And a couple of the other guys stayed. And then what happened was there were two girls that went to the theater and they were actually part of 24 there were two girls that were part of 24 pretty much and they went and they were writing down all the names oh my writing, gosh. yeah they wrote it down and then they left and then the next day they gave the names in and you know everyone you know pretty much got called in and got in trouble and um but everyone got like a five dollar fine that's what yeah it was. yeah it was just for rated r it was just like a five or ten dollar fine or something yeah and, and what I like is that turn yourself in it was like I I feel so bad I watched this rated r movie oh here's a ten dollar fine like yeah, wow. Exactly. So, you know, everyone pretty much told the truth that they went because yeah. you can't do that. You know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah, so that was a big thing. And then uh, it was awesome when they came back, they were just doing all this stuff from the movie and everything, like acting like Spartans. And like, you know, we felt left out and stuff. So me and Tim, we actually two weeks later, I took them back to Yonkers because we're only like two and a half hours away from the school. And we went to go see it in the theater because we felt left out. But um, so the question is, with all that being... <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, the question is, would you have went and saw 300 if you were the RA at the time? Probably not. So it was a big deal um, when The Passion of the Christ came out, and a lot of people were like, we shouldn't do go because it's rated R. And I remember they, they made an exception for that, and, like, it was a big deal. Like, I was dating someone at the time, and I went with her and her family, and, like, we went and watched it. And I remember I was pretty like did not I, I did not go and watch rated R movies during um during the time. I will admit though, since it's way out of being at college, I did go to a wedding one time and had some wine at the wedding, and I felt <laughs> like, terrible. But no one from Valley Forge was there, so I was like, no one's gonna turn me in. But uh, and I would actually would have been kicked off the ministry team if they would have found out about that too. Just one time drinking at a wedding, a glass of wine. So you should have just said WWJD. What would yeah, Jesus what would Jesus do? do? He turned water into wine, man. Come on. Yeah, exactly. It's so funny, bro. And that's why, like, I like the AG, but I also I don't like the AG. And I'm in an AG church, and yeah. I don't care. I don't care if this gets out. Like, there's obviously I don't think is there anyone that like believes a hundred percent all the 16 fundamental truths maybe but we should have a problem with some of them at least just mm -hmm. because we are a man and we are imperfect and we created this list it wasn't god that gave it to someone i know it comes from the bible but even with you know drinking and stuff like that's a big thing why a lot of people aren't like with the ag anymore mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's sad the crazy thing is I've been to Europe quite a few times and it's just so much more laid back. I mean, I've been on a missions trip in Europe and like 14 year olds are drinking beers and I'm just like, what in the world? Like in, in the, and they're Christians, you know, they're going, they're drinking with their parents. And I'm like, what is going on here? This wouldn't happen in, in, you know, back home. 
It's true. It's true. It's just so, a yeah, cultural, it's a Christian cultural American thing for sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and Andrew asked that because he was actually the RA at the time and he knew they were going, but he didn't go. So he okay. stayed in the he didn't go, but he also didn't like rat them out. But uh -huh. if they did ask him. And I would, would, I don't think I would have ratted you guys out about that. I mean, like I said, I was a little bit more laid back. Like I, I never wait. Some people would wait at the door at one o'clock or whenever curfew was and like give right people up for being late. Like I never did anything like that. So mm -hmm. I would, I would have been fine with you guys doing that. Yeah, I'm telling you, like, uh, you know, the other 24 downers that didn't know you, I, I think by now, you know, they love you. They heard your story. They hear who you are and who you would have been, you know, if you were there, RA. And, um, you know, that that's that's pretty much the group. That's how we are as well, just like you're talking about and everything. So I'm going to do I'm going to do some podcast plugs. Um, and then if there's any other memories that you wanted to, uh, you know, add, actually you can add them now. Do you have any memories to add now before I do those plugs? I have a funny memory from, it's not from 24 down. It's just me being stupid at Valley Forge. So it was my first year and me and my roommate, we were walking back to our dorm and for whatever reason, him and I were like inseparable and like we didn't hang out with anyone. We didn't work at the time. We were just together like day and night. And he, we were looking at each other and we're like walking back to our dorm. We were four um, down annex at the time. We're walking right on the sidewalk there where the mail room used to be. And we were saying, we, literally it was like a dumb and dumber move. Move. We were like, man, I wish we could see, meet some girls. Like we need to like hang out with some girls. Like all we do is hang out with each other, man. We need to hang out with some girls. And, at, and literally as we're saying that, these two girls, I, th I forget what the dorm was, five or something, Shelton, Sheridan or something, they came over, two girls pop out of the door and they're like, hey guys, you want to come over and hang out? We're playing cards. You want to come hang out with us? And we look at each other and we're like, I was like, oh, I need to, I'm, I have a phone call with my sister. I need to go call my sister. And he's like, I really need to study for this test. And we looked at each other and we're saying this. And then we look at the girls we're like, you know, we're really busy right now. We really can't. And then we walk into four down. And then all of a sudden we just like look at each other like, what in the world? We just asked, <laughs> these girls just asked us to hang out and we said, no, what is wrong with us? But it was like this, a dumb and dumber movement uh, moment. It was like, what is wrong? <laughs> so that's, that's really funny, man. <laughs> that's cool, bro. Yeah, so I'm going to do these plugs and then uh, just so <laughs> Thank people you know. Thank you so that. much for allowing me to do this. And I'm going to be watching and hearing from other people and seeing what's going on. And I definitely want to connect more with people, man. I feel so bad. It's been so long. And uh, really, there is some rich connections there that people can make. And And I mean, like my friend who's been around for so long still talks to people 50 years later who he went to college with and does ministry with them man that's what this could be about you know staying connected doing ministry with people so i, I just want to encourage everyone stay connected man stay connected that's cool man yeah and i was going to give you a chance to say the last words if oh, those were okay. your best i'll do it words, again in a minute then <laughs> all right <laughs> no, that's cool yeah so yeah definitely because uh you know after the plugs uh, i'll say a little something and then I'll let you end the podcast. So um, here are our podcast plugs that we usually put out. Um, you can find us on Twitter at 24downpodcast. You can also find us um, on email. Our email is 24downpodcast at gmail.com. 
Find us on Facebook uh, at 24 Down or 24 Down Podcast on YouTube as well at 24 Down Podcast. And then we, we have a, many, many shirts out uh, right now on storefrontier.com slash 24 Down. Get your shirt. There's so many to choose from and they're, they're pretty inexpensive as well. So those are the plugs. I, I just want to say before I give you the last word, Daryl, thank you so much for easily getting on the podcast. You don't know half of the people or almost half the people that we try to get on. It's a struggle. Some people still don't want to get on just for some reason because they're nervous or whatever it is. But, uh, you know, I asked you and you were right away. You said yes. And I love that. And even just to go back to, you know, my first year, you know, uh, you know, you may say you weren't there and stuff most of the time and you were stressed. But I think that really gave us the environment to where we created community that we weren't having someone, you know, breathing down, down our neck, even though you wouldn't be doing that. But it, it was just, it, it just all turned out to be something really good and something that's still going on, you know, a de over a decade later. So, you know, thanks for being a great RA. Uh, thanks for being busy as well. And I'm glad that you're doing well and that you are, you know, you're married with kids and you're just living the life in uh, West Virginia, man. So Virginia. I thank God for you, man. Yeah. So go ahead. I'll give you the last word. All right, man. I just want to say thank you again for this opportunity. And like I was saying, stay connected with one another. Just stay connected. There's um, so much that you guys can help each other and, and just, I mean, at, even me in West Virginia right now, there's times where I'm like, dude, I just don't really have any friends or have anyone to hang out with or talk to. I mean, it's great to be able to connect with you and to connect with other people that uh, from, from back in the day, man, it's awesome. So stay connected, guys. Stay connected. Awesome. And we have to find Carlos and let Frank Absolutely. know about this. All right. Definitely. Next. So yeah, thanks so much, man. And thanks for being a part of 24 Down. Thank you, Buddha. I appreciate it, man. Country roads. All my memories gather around her. Miner's lady, stranger to blue water. Painted on the sky Misty taste of moonshine Teardrop in my eye Country roads Take me home To the place I belong West Virginia Mountain Mama Take me home Country roads Play.